One of the lessons that I have learned over the years as a result of a sustained mindfulness practice, and it's a lesson that's available to anyone. It's, uh, there's nothing special about me or uh, about my abilities. It's just that the more I've paid attention to what is really going on in my head and how I'm reacting to things, I've been able to notice this, I guess would be the best way of putting it, in a, uh, in a more profound way. This is one of those that I almost feel like probably should be a secret, but it actually isn't. Uh, I've had you know enough conversations with people who have discussed this with me, and I guess the way I would put it, or in, you know, in my own words, would be being able to embrace the fact that there are, in fact, limits to how good I can feel about myself in any given situation. And to me, this, I don't, and there again, this is my own humble opinion, I don't see this as a negative. I don't see that there's anything wrong with me. I don't see that there's anything wrong with life. I don't see that there's anything wrong with the way the universe works. I think this is just one of those truths that sometimes owning up to it and accepting it or embracing it, or at least, you know, at the very least, uh, being open to it is something that has been very, very healing. It's not always fun to have to acknowledge it, but it is one of those, it is one of those truths. And where I have, where I really found myself years ago, and even occasionally now, if I'm not, if I'm not careful, if I'm not paying attention to what my mind is doing, is that what I what I really have noticed is that I can be engaged in just about any activity that makes the where I feel where you know my own credibility is you know I'm feeling very good about myself. I you know if there's a task that I've avoided doing or that I was afraid to do, if there's something that I faced that I really didn't want to face and was able to finally get the courage and develop the will and the courage to move forward with whatever that is. Anything that I really can do, and this could be something where I, you know, I'm growing to a certain degree. Maybe it's something that I'm practicing a certain skill and eventually I, you know, I quote unquote get it. I finally am able to reach that level, uh, some level of mastery. Uh, Not that, you know, necessarily the absolute mastery of something or reaching the top of the mountain but really finally having that aha moment where it's, you know, I finally feel like, okay, I'm really, really getting this. I will say that this is one of those truths that sometimes I have struggled with really very much, very much. I've struggled with it very, uh, very acutely. I, it kind of goes like this, you know, I finally get to a place in my work, in my personal life, in a relationship, in a friendship, wherever it is, there's some kind of endeavor that I'm involved in. And I finally have that moment where I really feel like, okay, I really, I got this. I can actually do this. I know I can continue to improve, but I actually felt like for the first time that I'm really getting this. I'm really getting it. And so then what happens is I feel really, really good about myself and all of my thoughts are really fixated on that. So what ends up happening is it's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill. 
if I, and this works the same way if I'm not feeling good about myself, it's really the exact opposite. However, the process really in the end ends up, you know, the equation balances itself out either way. And what I mean by that is that I can feel so good about myself that it can get to a point where it actually can, believe it or not, it sounds, it sounds strange to say it out loud, that it can cause me suffering. And usually the way it causes suffering for me and for many people that I've taught and worked with is that when we're in a place where we're feeling really good, you know, really good about ourselves or even great about ourselves and our lives and where we find ourselves, is that the energy that's moving through us and without getting incredibly metaphysical uh, or getting overly complicated with this, it's just, you know, this these emotions, these really positive emotions, just like really, really negative emotions are, in, in essence, energy that's moving through our nervous system and through our, through our bodies and through our minds. And there's the connection between the two. But I can be feeling so great about whatever it is that I was able to do or, you know, what happened to me fortuitously, whatever it is. And you can feel really great about that, but there comes a point, and this is, I believe, this is what makes us human to a certain degree, is that we can try to, I guess the best way to put this is, we really, we literally try to get everything we can out of this. We tried, I had a teacher one time refer to this as, we try to milk this for all it's worth. We, we want to continue to feel great. We want other people to feel great about us. We want other people to be supporting how we feel. And in some cases, because we are human, we want acknowledgement for these things. And there's no judgment there. I'm not saying that that's wrong or bad. Uh, It's like anything else. We can get carried away with it and it can become an addiction like anything else. But for the purposes of this, I'm just speaking in generalities. So we get to a place where we find that, you know, this human tendency to milk this to a certain degree, we're trying to, we want to keep this good feeling going, you know, and I, and I don't think I've ever met anyone and I don't think I've ever, ever found myself in a situation where I feel really, really good about myself and really good about my life and where I'm, where I'm finding myself and where I'm at that I, you know, that I don't want that to continue. I can honestly say, I don't think there's ever been a time and I don't think it's, you know, I don't want to say, I don't think it's natural. I just have never met anyone that said that, that, you know, that basically says, you know what, I feel really good about myself right now, but enough's enough. You know, I'm ready to move on, you know, to feeling, you know, not so great about myself. So because of this, where I often find myself when these kind of things happen, and I had this happen recently, I had some tasks, which you know, it doesn't really matter necessarily what they are, or the details don't really matter. But I found myself, I had avoided taking care of this. And it was not, this was not a critical task. This was more or less along the lines of a, you know, a garden variety weekend project, an evening project. This is just, you know, if I had some extra time and some extra energy, it, it wasn't causing problems in my life or in anyone else's life. But it was, it is something that I certainly wanted and needed to attend to it. Because every time I saw and, and paid attention to the fact that the task had not been done, I just found myself dreading it. And I found myself, you know, there again, I was paying attention. And because of the, you know, what mindfulness ends up doing for us is that we begin to pay more attention naturally. We don't have to force ourselves to do it. We just find ourselves noticing what it is that our thoughts are. And I could, you know, I could definitely feel my resistance. I just didn't want to have to deal with this. And so I didn't. 
for a really long time. And then I finally did. One day, it was more or less a need to... I was moving my physical belongings from one place to another as I had moved recently. And it, it's so I cannot sit here and say that this is something that I just finally gathered the strength and the discipline to do it. I basically put it off. In all honesty, I put it off as long as I could. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a human moment. And I finally did it. And, it, you know, it was, it was, you know, it did take some time to do, to, to complete the task, to do the work, to sort everything out and deal with it. And it doesn't, it's not really an incredible achievement by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, you know, this is not something that, you know, I realize a lot of other people have completed complicated or rather complex cleaning and sorting tasks and getting rid of things they no longer need. But I felt incredibly great about myself and I noticed that, that there, again, it was just the mindfulness practice. It's, you know, nothing special about me. It, this is something that anyone can do. But I, for some reason, this time, I noticed, I could, I could tell that I was thinking these thoughts of feeling really great about myself, feeling so proud of myself for doing this task that I had put off until I no longer had the option of putting it off anymore. And yet, here I am feeling really great about it. And I noticed that even after I realized that I, that my mind was thinking these thoughts of, you know, these were just nourishing thoughts. I felt, you know, really proud of myself and I felt really strong and empowered. And I noticed that. And then I saw, and then I also noticed that there was some kind of the critical voice was there as well. There was the, the tendency to, you know, to criticize myself in some way and say, well, you know, you did it, but you didn't do it until you had to do it. And then the other part of what I, what, you know, the thoughts that were running through my mind were, I, I, you know, even if that's true, and, I, and it wasn't that I was talking to myself, but it was just, you know, along the lines of thinking about this. And then it just came to a point where I felt like, you know, it didn't matter. I just felt really good about that, and I felt really good about myself. And for some reason, I, and it may have there again, it may have been because I realized that this was not something that I took this incredible initiative and that I did this, you know, way before I had to. So I think it did give me a little bit of an advantage. I don't want to say that I had this perspective, I, that I could have had this perspective without it, but I knew that in some ways it was a little bit of what I'd call a hollow victory. Um, you know, I, I did it because I had to do it. But then again, I realized I could have chosen not to do it, but not to get caught up in that. So where I found myself was I could feel this energy. And because I would, and I think there again, it was because I was not bought into all of these thoughts I was having about feeling good about myself because I knew the truth that I really, you know, this is something I did because I finally had to do it. So I was able to really just kind of, it was almost like in a way, it was almost like an experiment. It was like I was able to have some headspace and a little bit of perspective. I wasn't buying into all the good feelings I was having about myself and all of the thoughts about, you know, look at me, I finally did this. I finally had the discipline to, you know, buckle down, as they say, and actually take care of this task. So what I did was, because I wasn't buying into anything that was going on in my mind, that it gave me the ability, and there again, this isn't anything special, it's just that it was just a matter of perspective. I was able to really pay attention to the physical feelings of, the, of these positive emotions that I was experiencing. And for the first time, I was able to really just feel this in my mind and in my body and just to be able to really realize that this is there's a lot of energy moving. And it was interesting because I got this sense that 
this energy that was moving could very well propel me into wanting to move to another task and do something else and feel even better about myself. And I realize there's that's a great, you know, in my mind, that's a great thing. There's It's certainly wonderful when we're motivated. I think they call that the word for that, I believe, would be, you know, at least in this case, the most suitable word. I don't know if it's the best word would be motivation. But I, I felt the physiological feelings of motivation, what I call motivation. Um, it was almost like, okay, I, I climbed the mountain halfway. I had to have some help. Now I want to keep climbing, but I don't want the help anymore. I want to continue to do this. And what's interesting is I noticed that at some point I was feeling, you know, really, really great about all. Then I was feeling good about the fact that I was motivated to do something else. And I'm not trying to really speak in a circular, circular way or to be overly complicated about this, but I feel like there's a point here. And that is that at some point I began to realize, and it just, it's almost like this awareness came online. There was this because I was not totally bought in. I wasn't believing everything I was thinking about what it is that I was feeling. I was not identifying myself as the person who was really successful getting this task done that, by the way, I had to do it because I, you know, I didn't have any choice. The time was up. Uh, that, you know, that here I was. Suddenly I found myself in a situation where I was not buying into this. And then I began to see, I could actually feel not really see, but feel the beginnings of this, you know, this, the, the feel of this positive feel, these positive feelings were starting to wane. And I, for some reason, it's almost like the, the, the game, the game tape slowed down. And, and all of a sudden I was able to feel this. There was this sort of mental, uh, desire to keep this going. It's almost like it felt really good. The energy felt really good. I really wanted to keep this feeling going. It's, I did not want to let that run out. And I think because I, you know, there again, I've never had this happen before, but I really believe it was just because of where I found myself that I got, I got lucky essentially and was able to see this unfolding in real time. And so I can go back now and I can think of so many situations where, you know, good things were happening or even great things. I don't, and I don't really know how you determine what's good or what's great. So I'm not sure why I'm using both of these words, but something really, you know, that really makes us happy, you know, where we really, you know, we, we get where we want to be. It's going our way. We want it to continue. And so, you know, part of that I think is, you know, I, at least I found for me and people I've talked to, we want to share that with others. It's like, you know, we, we don't, we don't want to keep all that for ourselves. We want to tell people about it because we're human. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just depends on how we approach that and how fixated we get on it. And that's the other part of this, that if I get really to the fixated to the point that I don't want this to end and I will do anything that I can to, and I know it's, it sounds really strange to say this out loud also, you know, that I'll do anything I can to keep this going. Uh, and clearly I would not, you know, would not want to harm anyone or do anything that would be more, you know, would, would, would be hurtful to someone else. But essentially, that's where I can find myself, and you know, I, I guess the the best the best term for this uh, in in the Buddhist literature, when you translate a lot of those things, it's 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 referred to as craving. You know, we're actually we're clinging and we're craving things, and so we don't want you know if we have these things or we're experiencing them, we don't want it to stop. And so, where I've found myself, if I'm not mindful of what my mind is doing, what the thoughts are that are running through my head. If I'm not aware of that and I'm really caught up in believing what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, 
I can find myself feeling when when that energy starts to wane and I'm you know I'm wanting it to continue and it doesn't it doesn't continue or the other side of this coin is I can begin to buy into beliefs and I think it's very natural to have these beliefs that okay this is really happening this is really good and this is going to lead to this and then that's going to lead to this and so I can begin to if I'm not careful or aware I can start to think that this good thing that's happening can lead to this and then to that and pretty soon I, I'm developing without realizing it, I'm developing expectations for things to be a certain way. If I've gotten to this point, then you know I, I fully expect that I will get to that point and then all of these great things that will happen as a result of that. And that you know this will just be a continuing chain or a sequence of events. It very seldom has worked out that way for me. I've, I have met some people who've been fortunate enough or lucky enough uh, to have this happen, but at some point, I feel like I guess the best way I would put this is the luck runs out. You know, the good times don't, you know, the good times don't keep rolling forever. And so at some point or I kind of find myself at a point where I do feel really good, the luck hasn't run out yet, but what ends up happening is is that I've milked it for all that I can. I've gotten everything I can possibly get out of this good feeling that I'm having and being in this place that I want to be that suddenly I start to feel very empty. I don't know exactly what causes that. It's a, it's a little bit mysterious to me, but I don't think that I even really want or need to know that anymore. What I really want to focus on is if I begin to feel empty and if I begin to feel like this, you know, that I don't really, you know, I expect that because this good thing has happened that I should feel good forever or at least for a long period of time and it doesn't bear itself out, that I really want to make sure that I am getting back to, you know, as soon as I find myself feeling really good for any reason, and I'm not trying to deny myself that feeling. It's just that I don't want to engage in it mindlessly. I want to be able to be aware of, okay, there I go again. You know, I'm feeling really great about this or feeling really good about it. I, I realize that I'm thinking these thoughts in my head. I don't want to be bracing myself against it, but I do want to be aware of the fact that I could potentially start to cling to these feelings and identify with them. I could start to develop expectations about how long I think they should go on. And so if I do that, it's like I'm going into, I'm really going into this and I don't really want anyone to think that I'm saying that I want to deny myself any joy or happiness because I don't. But it's just that if I do feel joy or happiness, I want to go into it with my eyes wide open. I want to be able to enjoy those small joys in life and not need the, you know, the really big things to happen. Because I know at the end of the day, if I milk that for everything that, that, there, that there is to do so, at some point I'm going to feel emptied. At some point, I just no longer will be able to get anything out of it that's going to change my current situation. And as I had a teacher once talk about the fact that wherever there are highs, inevitably there are lows. And I think that really these things are really Mother Nature's way of balancing out the book, so to speak. And this, this is just you know the way that I have begin or begun to see this. So where mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice really come in and really make the difference for me is that I want to be open to feeling good about things. I don't want to deny myself that. I do want to, uh, I don't want to expect it. I don't want to go looking for it because I just, I really want to be able to be in the flow of life wherever that is, wherever I'm supposed to be. I don't always necessarily know it consciously, 
but I want to be able to be in the flow. I want to be able to do the best I can do and take, you know, whatever actions I know that are best for me to take. And I, when I say no, I'm saying more intuitively than rationally, but I just want to be able to be open to, you know, whatever good things happen. I still want to continue to make efforts and live life, even if things are not going the way that I'd hoped. And the way that that's enabled me to cope is that I am able to not get carried away with this. And this is available to anyone. This is, is not some sort of superhuman ability. It's just, it's something that it's, if you practice it, you find that you're able to do this more effectively because you practice, you've done it before. And it's really as simple as that. But I really do want to be able to just be open to feeling good about things, but not believe any of the thoughts that I'm having about it. And I don't want to try to perpetuate it. I just want to trust that it will last for a period of time. It will, things will ebb and flow and that I will be able to cope because I know sometimes if things are going so good, we they can go so good and I can get so wrapped up in it that I don't really want to take care of what I need to take care of. I don't really want to attend to the mundane everyday things that I need to do because I'm the guy that's too busy feeling good about everything. And I've had that happen many times before and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to find myself there. Uh, because then at that point I really have, I think at least for me, I found that if I'm at that point where I, I really cannot cope and deal with what I need to deal with and be with people and be, you know, and, and, and be there for people, then I know that I've taken this thing too far. I've bought into this a little bit too much. And in some cases, a way, way too much. And so it's, you know, I'm not trying to regulate my own happiness or joy. I just don't want to get swept up by it and begin to identify with it and cling to it. And it's really just as simple as that. And so I think that if I can continue to practice this way, I can be open to, you know, the fact that sometimes I will feel good about myself and it's okay. And that I can actually kind of keep myself in check and keep things in balance through utilizing mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice. And that way, when I'm feeling, you know, really, really good or really, really bad, either way, I really can kind of stay in what the Buddha referred to as the middle of the, of the road or the middle path, not too far off one way or the other. I can just, you know, be open to the joy. I can also be open to the pain because it's inevitable. It's part of being human. And I really think both of these things are Sometimes it's just that we have, we experience more than, uh, you know, more of one than the other. But at the end of the day, in some ways, I kind of see them almost as the same. And I know there are wisdom teachings that speak to that. Uh, it's not, I'm not the first person that's noticed this. Uh, and it's in, and, and it's something that I can you know, definitely uh, acknowledge and honor ancient traditions for teaching these types of things that it's, you know, that they, they really, in essence, are at the end of the day, very, very similar. And it's has to do, I think, a lot with what we do with these feelings, you know, how, whether we cope or not, whether we're really here and living life and being in life, you know, being mindful on our feet in the middle of life while it's all happening, whether it's, whether it's good or whether it's bad or whatever you want to call it, positive or negative, but still being here doing the best work that we can do and being the best selves that we can be. I really do just, just think at the end of the day, really going down that middle path. And, and this is where mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have really made the difference for me.